welcome to the Healthy Catholic Moms podcast, where we make moving and nourishing our bodies a priority so that we not only fulfill our vocations, but excel in our callings. I'm Brittany Pearson, a Catholic wife, mom, and personal trainer, and I'm here to help you build healthy habits that actually fit your life. I am here to teach you how to get the results that you want and maintain the results that you want without spending hours at the gym or meal prepping all weekend long. I understand. I am right here with you, getting my workouts done in the nooks and crannies of time, looking up recipes while nursing babies, and trying to prioritize my own health amidst everything else going on. But I have really good news for you. You can get the results you want in less time without doing hours of cardio and restrictive dieting. I am going to teach you how to use strength training and eating in a macro balanced way to get you feeling so good in your skin, full of energy and strong to carry out your life, okay? (laughs) On this podcast, we'll delve into how to lose fat in a simple, sustainable way, what your workouts and nutrition should look like during different seasons of life, like during pregnancy and postpartum times, We'll also discuss healthy, quick meals and how to get them on the table, make food that kids will actually want to eat, mom hacks for making your day run more smoothly, and so much more. All the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. my friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am happy you are here and special welcome if it is your very first time. Welcome back to all of you who are with me all the time. I am so happy to be here with you today. You heard the intro. You know my story here. I am trying to keep this health and fitness thing going in a very busy season of oncoming holiday craziness and life with littles. I've got three boys who are five, three, and one. And it's very fun, very chaotic, very loud, as I'm sure many of your homes are, and hopefully very joyful as ours is as well. So uh, something I want to talk about today is it's a little bit of a getting back to basics talk for those of you who have been in this health and fitness space for a while. These are going to you know, kind of go off as alarm bells in your head of like, oh yeah, that is what we're supposed to do. Oh, these are kind of the pillars of health. But some of you who might be newer around here or newer in general in your health and fitness journey, this might be a little bit groundbreaking. And that's cool. I hope that it gets wheels turning for you and excites you to, you know, have a clear direction and a way to move, a path to move forward from. I can even forget sometimes, like I have been doing what I've been doing now as a personal trainer and, you know, nutrition consultant, these kinds of things for a decade, I forget that where I started out was where many of you might be starting out, trying to just read what I could from magazines, trying various products I saw on shelves. I literally would, I in high school, I did the whole Special K thing. <laughs> Remember that? Whatever era that was, early 2000s of the Special K bars that had like no protein in them, basically straight sugar and carbs that you were supposed to eat for a meal. It was like 120 calories. That was supposed to get you full for five hours until your next Special K bars. Disastrous. But Special K was a thing, the cereals, the bars, whatever. I remember buying Slim Fast shakes and I would think, okay, I'm just going to drink these because this is what you're supposed to do to be healthy or to lose weight or whatever. Okay, I think cardio fits in here because it makes sense to like 
melt off the fat. And that's what I'm seeing on all these magazines is blast off the fat, melt off the fat. So there's a lot of information out there. And then there's a lot of buzzwords and stuff on top of that and a lot of different trends that are thrown at us that are marketed to us. I'm telling you, I have been watching. <laughs> uh, nerd alert. Many of you are probably doing this too. I've been heavy into the Hallmark Christmas movie circuit. So it's funny. We do not typically have cable or anything. And um, we get YouTube TV every year just for football season. And then we cancel it and go back to literally having nothing because we don't really watch much in summer and all that stuff. I, I shouldn't say nothing. We do have Netflix and Prime because we were getting those for free in other like through our phones and things like that. Um, anyways. I love, I was so happy that we had YouTube TV last year. So I was like, yes, I get Hallmark movies back. So this year, I feel like they started the earliest. Maybe I just wasn't on the ball yet last year. And definitely in October is when I started watching the Christmas movies. Anyway, all that to tell you, okay, if you're looking for one, I have one more thing to tell you on this. If you like Hallmark movies, um, oh, what is it called? It Was Always You. I think it was called It Was Always You. My husband even watched it with me, and I actually watched it once by myself, like the first time. I was like, oh, this looks cute. Watched it. And then he, like the next weekend or two weekends, was like, okay, I'll watch a Hallmark movie with you if you want, which was very kind of him to do because that is not on his top three list of things to do. And I picked that one because I knew he, I figured that at least he would like it. Anyway, it's cute. You'll, you know, maybe you'll like it. I don't know. They're all corny. Okay. But that's what we need. We just need the people to end up together and just bring us a little joy. <laughs> okay. So what I've been noticing whilst watching Hallmark movies is holy cow, the crazy commercials, like everything's a, there is a lot of weight loss stuff thrown at that channel. Like people apparently know that whoever's watching that, like might be interested in that. Like they're trying to hit their target demographic, but man, um, and I haven't even seen actually like skinny teas and stuff. It's more like the the pre-made meal kind of programs. But then there are so many other things that I'm sure you're seeing on Instagram or hearing or seeing as ads. Again, skinny teas, fat burners, all these kinds of things that can make it very confusing and can make it seem like, okay, so if I just keep doing what I'm doing and then I add in those things, this is going to work. Like another thing that I tried at some point was like green tea pills because, you know, oh, allegedly caffeine makes your metabolism rev up. So let's add some green tea pills to our day. No, we don't need to do any of those things. So everybody take a deep breath, relax your shoulders down away from your ears, loosen up your jaw and listen to what I'm about to tell you. I'm going to tell you five ways that we can rev our metabolisms. And I'm not going to tell you any of that stuff. These are all also pretty much like free and easy to do. Okay. I mean, one might like involve food. So you have to buy the food, but otherwise... These are pretty low cost ways to rev your metabolism. So I'm not telling you to go buy any supplements. I am definitely not telling you to drink skinny tea or detox anything. Your body can detox itself. Like if you're looking to detox something, just maybe cut back on some sugar, okay? Because sugar is so prevalent in everything we're consuming. But no, I'm going to tell you five effective science-backed ways to rev your metabolism that I know and have seen proven time and time again to work because they've worked for me, number one. None of the other stuff worked. Spoiler alert. Oh, Zone Bars was another thing. Atkins Bars. I was in Weight Watchers for a little bit at like 21. So I, I've, I've kind of run the gamut, okay? If you think like, oh, well, it's easy for you. No, it's not. Like I was overweight before and I was searching for things. And none of those things that really promote themselves as quick fat loss options did anything. 
And that is the case for many people. So I'm going to give you five ways to get, because it is true, we can slow our metabolisms. And actually one way that we can do that is by partaking in these yo-yo cycles. That actually is the worst thing we can do for our metabolism. So here's the silver lining. Here's the good news, ladies. I want to get it revved. I want to get it firing up for you because, and why do we want to do that? We're literally turning our bodies into fat burning machines. If our metabolisms are fired up and working, we're going to have a healthy body composition. Our body fat ratio is going to be good. Our weight is going to be good. We're going to feel good. Our joints are going to feel great because we're not forcing them to carry around more than they were meant to carry around. It's all going to be really good from there. And one sign, this is a little bit off topic, but one sign that your metabolism is really fired up and revving is that you're hungry. So a lot of times I'll have clients say like, oh, but I'm so hungry. Like, I don't want to eat more. Good, eat more. And that's what I'm saying. Let's up your calories. Like, let's go. This Your body's responding to all the other things that we're doing on this list to rev it. And it's responding by being hungry. That is a sign of an active and healthy metabolism because you're actually feeding it. Like, this is what it wants. Okay, I'm going to get into the list, but before I do, I want to remind you real quick, because I forgot to at the very beginning, that if you're listening to this real time on Friday, Healthy Through the Holidays program starts Monday. If you were wanting to join us, go sign up right on the website right now. Pause me. Go do it. HealthyCatholicMoms.com. It's right on the homepage. This is not, real quick disclaimer though, this is not the fat loss challenge that you hear me talk about a lot, the eight weeks of training you, teaching you. That's coming in January, so hold tight for that. But this is six weeks of pretty much the elements of my usual programs without all the teaching and like we're not setting any kind of foundations because this is not the time to do that in the holidays. This is to get us through the holidays with a plan. I'm taking one thing off your plate. You do not have to think about your workouts, figure out which kind of YouTube video you're looking up. I am just giving you do these three workouts this week, do these three workouts this week. Here's some recipe ideas you can fall back on and we're all going to try to stay focused on health and fitness together so that we don't, you know, have to work from behind in January. Okay, great. Okay, on to the list. Five ways to rub your metabolism. Number one, drink water before and not during your meals. Okay, I'm a big fan of being properly hydrated, as most of us should be, and I consider proper hydration for most people to be drinking 80 to 100 ounces of water a day. Yes, it can vary by activity, It can vary by season a little bit, whether you're sweating a lot or, you know, when it's hotter, you obviously want to drink more water. It can vary a bit too by size, but I think that range is safe for most people. However, that little added tip in there, have it before your meals because that is what aids digestion. It is difficult on our body to be processing all this water and food while you're eating. I actually learned that from a nurse years and years ago before I even found all this other goodness in the health and fitness field of just, yeah, did you know you're really not supposed to drink water or drink anything really while you're eating? And I didn't know that because obviously it looks very, you know, it's normal in our culture to set a place setting with a drink and food and you're seeing everybody drink while they eat. And, you know, it's almost looked, you know, at as a polite thing. And I'm all for, like, I like to sip wine during dinner or have a beer with dinner, but it's really best to digest. Like every day, I just, even with my family, I go drink from my water bottle, usually while I'm cooking or heating it up or whatever anyways. I'll drink a bunch of water while I'm getting everything ready and I don't even bring anything over to the table. So, and I still do put something for them, but you know, whatever, we'll get there. (laughs) Okay. Number two, lift weights. This is probably, if I had to pick one, I would say the easiest way to get your metabolism revved up to get your body 
in gear to work for you, to burn fat for you, to make it like wake it up from being sedentary. So again, a lot of times we can think, okay, cardio, that's how I'm going to lose fat. Yes and no. Cardio has its place. Cardio can be good for you. Strength training changes your body and very much directly affects your metabolism because what's happening when you lift weights is what matters more is what happens after the workout. It's not necessarily because a lot of times people go calorie for calorie and say, well, my Apple Watch says I only burned 50 calories during that workout and I used to burn 500 calories a workout. Great. But with your crazy HIIT workouts or your cardio, whatever, you are done burning calories as soon as you're done doing the exercise. Weights are not like that. You burn, yes, some calories while you're doing it, but what you're doing is ripping down your muscle fibers so they grow back stronger. When they grow back stronger, those muscles need to be fed. Those muscles are going to utilize those calories and put them to work so they don't just go sit somewhere on your body stored as fat. Okay, that is the huge difference. That's why I'm such an advocate of especially lifting what is heavy to you kind of weights, okay? Flinging around three-pound weights or five-pound weights, if they're not heavy to you, is pretty much cardio. Call it cardio, okay? You're getting some light exercise that's really not doing much for changing your body composition. And that's fine. I'm not knocking five-pound weights if some of you are starting there with five pounds with the arms, if it feels hard to you, okay? That's the difference. I've seen, this is kind of the benefit of in-person training. I've seen clients pick up, okay, well, I usually do this for bicep curls. And I'm watching them with the fives. I'm like, how many do you feel like you could have done at the end of the set? God, I could have done like 10 more. Okay, then we need to up that. You should not feel at the end of whatever you're supposed to do that day, 8, 10, 12, you shouldn't feel like you could do 50 more. Okay, so lift appropriate weights as well. Number three in the five ways to rev your metabolism, hit 100 grams of protein daily. Protein does so much for revving your metabolism, for getting your body to not only just function optimally, but also to help you feel satiated. Getting grams of protein in versus grams of just say like carbs or fat is, you cannot undervalue what that does for your body. There are so many people that just in the first couple weeks of working together, if I don't change anything about their overall calories, I just change the quality of those calories. I take away some of the carbs they've been eating or some of the fats, usually some carbs. And I instead assign that to protein and say, okay, you're actually going to eat these calories of protein in that day. They like feel differently right away too. Usually what happens, like brain fog's going away. They're feeling leaner. They're not feeling as bloated. And they're shocked. This is the biggest thing. They're shocked by how full they feel. Oh my gosh, I actually feel full after meal. Right. Because protein is slower to digest. So it takes your body longer to digest it. And here's another way it rubs your metabolism. It actually burns calories for you while your body is digesting it. Isn't that awesome? Like, okay, great. I'm actually a form of working out is eating. <laughs> Not really, can't really count it as working out, but seriously, awesome. Okay. Number four, eat. And that's another one I'll just say really quickly on number three about the protein is that's another one that can be personalized. And most people, I'm not putting them right at 100 grams. But I think, again, 100 grams is a good um, goal for most people to meet making these kind of general sweeping guidelines. Okay, number four, eat enough food consistently. So skip your fasting or your detox days. This is what happens with yo-yo dieting is 
the, okay, I binged a little bit on Halloween candy. So now I'm Monday. I'm just eating. I'm having salad and water. I'm having salad and water all day Monday. Vegetables only. That's what we're going to do. And what happens is your body is like, oh my goodness, you just gave me all of this sugar that I'm now storing as fat. But now like two days later, I have no idea if I'm getting food again because I'm not getting enough food today. So whatever she gives me, I'm going to store as fat. And then, oh, okay, she binged again because she was so hungry because she only had vegetables yesterday. So I've got to store that as fat. Like it does not know what's going on. And what your body likes to do is keep things regulated. It wants to get a similar, doesn't have to be exactly the same amount of food daily so it knows what to expect. And then it can just like let the other stuff go, not cling to it as fat because it knows that other food is coming in, that other nutrients are coming in that your body needs and all that wonderful stuff. And also going back to number three, protein is a macronutrient that doesn't store as fat. So if you're worried about like 100 grams seems like a lot, I don't know, you're not going to store it as fat. So don't worry about overdoing it there. That is typically also what people are not doing. They're not usually gaining weight because they're so over on protein. It's usually in our kinds of diet here. It's usually in carbs and fat. Okay, so eat enough food. You're actually shooting yourself in the foot by having lower calorie days that are way too low. If you're like, oh, I overindulged a little bit yesterday. I'm only going to eat 1,000 calories tomorrow. Wrong move. Go back to what your normal average is and balance it out with all these other tips. That's always, 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 always the next best step. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, probably the lifting weights is the first thing I want you to take away. And the next thing is if and when there was excess, there was overindulgence, do the next right thing. Don't try to make up for it. Don't try to like burn it off. Just cut your losses here. Like, yes, you could add more activity if you really wanted to. Sometimes I'll kind of consider that like putting it to work in air quotes over here. It's not the same mentality as now I have to burn this off, but I look at it as, okay, now that can fuel my workout. If I had a donut, that sugar, I could now go put into having a really good lift, you know, but it's a different mentality that I need to burn this off. So either way, nutritionally, make the next right choice, okay? Lastly, fifth way to rev your metabolism that is literally no cost to you is to sleep, to sleep adequately, to get enough rest. I know you want to reach over and smack me in the face hearing that because you're like, Brittany, I am pregnant and I have insomnia right now. Or Brittany, I have a three-month-old who does not sleep at all. (laughs) Or I have a five-year-old who wakes up from nightmares or whatever. I have a teenager who I'm waiting to see if they got home safely before I can go to bed. I get it. There are 9,000 reasons that a lot of us do not get enough sleep. But it truly is one of the easiest and best ways to rev your metabolism because of all the hormones that are at play that we don't even, most of us don't know about, don't think about. And a lot of times we just think this is nutrition and exercise. Okay, I need to eat healthily. I need to exercise. That's it. So if I'm not sleeping well, I still just need to get up earlier and I need to get my workout in. And that's really not how it's working. We're not seeing the other behind the scenes factors at play where if we didn't get enough sleep, our hormone levels that are supposed to rise when and be at their highest when we wake up, don't even know that we've been asleep because it was so little. So then they're just rising throughout the day. And what that's doing is making us have an increased appetite throughout the day. Okay, so there's a, a lot of factors at play. Then the higher our cortisol is, our stress is usually related to our sleep. And cortisol makes us want to eat, increases our appetite. So as much as we can, here's the big old caveat, because I get that if somebody in like, a not, I just told my husband the other day, we are happen to be in a season of, wow, I'm actually 
getting some sleep through the night here. Our son, our our youngest, just started sleeping through the night in like September. And spoiler alert, time recording this, I'm not pregnant right now. And I've always been like pregnant with the next baby. And I do have pregnancy insomnia. So I'm like, oh, I'm not breastfeeding. I don't, I'm not pregnant. Like I have been sleeping through the night for like two months now. This is amazing. So if I go to bed with seven hours of sleep or I go to bed for eight hours of sleep, like I'm pretty much getting that eight hours or getting that seven hours. It's really beautiful. I'm very sorry to all of you who are not in that season right now who, again, just want to smack me in the face. But we are all, I know, there at different times. We're not there at different times. But my advice is to whatever season you're in, because this would be to myself in whatever season, try to get as much as you can be responsible for. Because a lot of times we also think that like, well, I'm not getting enough sleep anyway, so I'm not going to try to to do that. I'm not going to get in bed earlier. I might as well stay up and watch the show. I might as well do this. I might as well do that. And you guys know I'm also a fan of utilizing your mornings rather than your nights because we typically are going to indulge in behaviors at night that we wouldn't in the morning. A lot of times staying up late or later is attributed with snacking and just excess TV and those kinds of things that aren't really like enhancing our lives as much as if we woke up a little bit earlier instead and we started our day with prayer and movement and maybe exposure to outside, some fresh air. Like we usually make different choices. Most of us are not getting up at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. to turn on Netflix. It's just not usually what we're choosing to do if we're going to bother to get up early. So my advice to you, if you can start getting into bed earlier, again, I know kids and activities and all this stuff, but if you can creep that up a little, increase your sleep to be within the seven to nine hour range, that'd be awesome. And also I heard a stat the other day on a podcast that actually less than seven hours of sleep is considered sleep deprivation, which is kind of crazy. I figured that was like, oh, five hours of sleep, but getting under seven regularly is actually considered sleep deprivation. And I know we all have different scales of what we need to. Um, Science has, or research has said that, I guess researchers have said, you know, it can vary from person to person on what their sweet spot is, but it's pretty much agreed that at least seven is best for a lot of people. So do it that what you will. And if you're in a season of absolutely not being able to control your sleep because you have somebody else waking you up, then just focus on those first four. I'll recap them real quickly. Number one, drink water before, not during your meals. Two, lift weights. Three, hit 100 grams of protein daily. Four, eat enough food. And number five, catch some Z's. Okay, ladies, thank you so much. And I am excited to kick off the holiday program with you this coming Monday. It is going to be a blast. I really like these workouts, full body, quick moving. It's going to be great. So I will see you in there, those of you who are joining and everybody else. I will talk to you next episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day.